Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Haikyuu, volume 27, because mm-hmm. we like to read that. Yeah. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump, of course. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin, without Black Clover, My Hero Academia, or One Piece, and the order that I care, but what some would say are the three most popular series in Shonen Jump? So I feel like there was a very big divide of the top roughly half of Shonen Jump. I thought I was I really enjoyed a lot of, like, more than normal. But then the rest of it was just a lot of meh. So, like, it wasn't like a kind of standard spread. It was like, this is all meh. This was actually really good. And there's just like a stark line in the middle of my ranking. Interesting, because I would say there was more of a spread than normal to me. Like, there wasn't anything I really, really liked this week. There was some stuff I really didn't. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a bunch of stuff in the middle. I'm like, oh, that was all right. See, I, I had the my top half, like, yeah, like for, I, like, I have the first two were like, oh, that's easy pick. But then everything else, like, in the top half was like, I just really enjoyed all of that. So I, I don't know here. But rather than it being like, eh, that was fine. I guess I'll put it in the middle. This felt weird being like. I'm ranking my three through nine as, I don't know, I just, I liked all of it. Like, like, can can all of it be tied for third? All right, let's uh, go ahead and get into it then. Mm. Starting with Sakamoto Days, Days 129 Reunion. What did you think of Sakamoto Days, Kevin? I'm guessing it was in the top half. Yes, it was in the top half. I did really like Sakamoto Days. I think this is a really interesting twist to have. I was expecting something like this. Not this exactly, but... Mm-hmm. I, I also don't know if there's going to be a double twist on it, if this guy is acting this way. Yeah, I don't know either. But I also, I liked the moment with uh, Akira. Yeah. When the guy's like, oh, you better kill me now. The The longer you spend, the more human, the, you're, the longer you spend working at it, the more human your target becomes. And her going like, I want to kill you as a human. And then right at that mm-hmm. moment, Sakamoto shows up and is like, whoo, made it in time. <laughs> I like going like, damn, you got fat because I, I spent yes. too much money on that bounty on you. Yes, that was also very good. I don't know that I have much more to add on that. Anything else you want to say? Nope. Next, we have a Kanabanishi Story 72, Changing Time. I do kind of like the bit where the guy is like, hey, does one have to be better? Because media criticism do often be that way. Yes. Unfortunately, this is Shonen Battle Manga, so yes, one of them does have to be better. And even then, ultimately, if there are two things and you are struggling to compare, usually that means they're very different. So what you have to figure out is what about yourself makes you gravitate more towards one than the other Yes, as a critic, which is the whole point of having a judge system, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it was something that I really appreciated because I really liked, because it wasn't just like, you know, does one have to be better? It's like, well, because they're all different. Like, I didn't. I didn't feel I didn't feel the same way during the performance of Akane's that I did for the other two, but at the end of it I felt more enjoyment with Akane's. So I can't you know, and like her just being I don't know how I feel about this was just really nice. I was like, of course we don't figure out what her score is and well, there's even more of, you know, a long pause draw this out. Right, which is yes. why it didn't do super well for me, because that's two weeks in a row, kind of, even though there's a lot more stuff in this chapter I like than last week's. Yeah, that's fair. This one at least had the resolution of the story, and like th- this I'm totally used to, With although the, the weird thing was, 
it's like, all right, and now let's bring everyone out before we reveal the final <laughs> results. I was like, well, I guess that makes sense, but that's kind of weird to do. Look, we need some dramatic tension for this show. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on account of Anishi? Nope. Next up, we have Elusive Samurai, Chapter 120. Introductions, 1337. I do like the end of it with the, like, no-face guy from before. Yes. I'm like, I'm the murderer of women and children and the elderly. Yes. And the woman be like, oh, these guys seem normal. Where's the weirdos at? <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> that was great. I do. I'm really interested to see what the the opposing general is doing with his plan of pretending to get hot-headed. Yeah. Uh, and and making sure they see it. Yes, making sure they see it like, all right, that's an interesting strategy. I liked that the whole thing with this, the flamboyant general, it with he does show respect, but disrespectfully. Yeah, yeah. my, my only note is respect parenthesis just a little bit. That's my note for this chapter. <laughs> but I just, I thought that was kind of neat way of thinking about it, where it was like, even though he was insulting me, I could feel the respect behind it, which is why I didn't feel weird. And it's like, it's the same way these men work and then it really came to a head when the guy went to suck the poison out of or the infection out of the arrow wound like just without saying anything it was like oh okay so he's just like abrasive and like he's abrasive and a dick but he's our abrasive dick yeah well he his actions and his words do not comply he's the han solo type yes so I, I did like that as well. And like you said, the ending with, the, you know, like, and he's just got like bits of his armor that are like murderer, <laughs> slaughterer of women. Yeah. N- now I'm just imagining a Sundari alignment chart with Han Solo on one side and Asuka Langley Soryu on the other. And I'm not <laughs> sure what the other axis is or who falls on this chart, but <laughs> I feel like that might be Western to anime Sundaris, just that axis, but I don't know what the other one is. <laughs> Next up, we have Mission Yozakura Family, Mission 188, an island at the edge of the north. What did you think of Mission Yozakura Family, Kevin? I thought this was fairly cute. I liked, you know, Nano's got an interesting reason why he's, I need to protect the family by hanging out here, and then the elder brother being like, uh, all right, that's cool, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I found it to be very contrived in a way that Mission Yozakura Family is from time to time that I think Hmm. stops it from being, like, one of my favorites. I got you. Just like all like, yeah, we're going to do like a Dragon Quest pastiche. And this is like in universe a pastiche too. Mm-hmm. But even with all that, it was just a little too. You, the kids like Dragon Quest these days, right? I mean, sort of, but I still appreciated that. And again, I think I liked one of the moments of you need to be more responsible, Nano. It's like, then could you maybe not throw a tantrum like a fucking child? As he's clearly like, uh-uh, you should have come to me for help. God damn it. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. Uh, next up, we have blue box number 111, Reward, which is cute. Yes. I don't know that I have anything more to say about it, really. No, I, I still really liked it, though. I do like that it was, ah, oh, man, they're, like, barely home at all. And just all the all the tension that came from that and the... the They'd be like, ah, oh, my parents still are here. Parents yep. still are... Oh, man, parents still are here, huh? And then that's finally when they... When they show up. When and and you know of course it's like he's like well I mean maybe I can oh, oh god yeah cake that's what I wanted I, you're not interrupting at all and I'm glad you brought cake and yes. not at all upset about this yes so yeah I'm still really liking blue box next up we have Marshall Master Asami round seven the beginning uh 
which I really enjoyed this week. Mm-hmm. I, I really like how we like zoom out and see the, some of the Big Brother's perspective. Yep. And how like he is kind of playing up being a dick, but not really. Yes, he's he's he is putting on a performance, but he's still a dick. Yeah, his he's motivation just like, is still se- selfish, but it's not as dickish as he's making it out. No, but he is like uh, kind of like a wrestler persona. He's kind of like overinflating everything yeah, about he's himself. Heel, but yes. he also is shoot a heel. Yes, so like you know, it's it's not him putting on a disguise so much as him just drawing attention to himself more and like obscuring other bits of him yeah kind of thing and i really like at the end where he's like oh man i'm probably gonna have to like cut weight if i want to fight him for real huh like he's gonna be too light for me i gotta figure that out yeah yeah that was cool um yeah i really enjoyed that fair anything else you want to say on it nope Uh, last but not least we have tenmaki cinema scene 16 hectic shooting which i liked but it very much feels like we're just setting up emotional trauma to resolve later yeah and like I'm not gonna say 16 is too late in the game. They do a pretty good job of introducing it, but it does seem very like oh, and now this is gonna be what we have to deal with next, mm-hmm. as opposed to much going on in the chapter itself. Yeah, that's fair. I do like that. Uh, <laughs> the the last guy's contribution to the movie is uh, so you could cross dress as a girl, right? Yeah, and we'll have your sister dub over you. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have your sister dub over you, but you can play a girl, right? It's just like, ha, ha. Uh, funny. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. All right, that'll take us into the jump card then. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump from our least favorite up to our favorite. What do you have at 18 this week? Cypher Academy. I'm not surprised, but New Eyes made me so mad this week, Kevin. Uh, that's fair. It's it, what I absolute bottom. Not only is it badly done Shonen, but it's 100% like the women in refrigerators trope of, oh, this woman only exists to motivate our boring hero no one cares about. Mm. She's a way more interesting character, but don't, no, don't bother about her. She needs a man to save her, and she needs to be hurt so the man can go Super Saiyan to do it. Get out of here. Yeah, no, I I feel it on that one. Oh, what do you have at 17? New ways. Uh, that's where I fabricate 100. Okay. Because, like, I don't know. Like, they tried to do a poem thing. They tried to do a George Lucas at Rhymes sort of thing. Oh, did they? But it, just, it just kind of <laughs> came off as real pretentious to me. And mm-hmm. I'm a person who likes pretentious stuff in my media, so. <laughs> Understandable. I have uh, me and Robico at 16. I'm like, there's certainly more than 18 chapters this week, right? Just <laughs> constantly in the background of my head. Uh, but yeah, I have me and Robocode down there. Okay, so the, the Order Maids are attacking. I It's focused on Robocode again, so I don't like it. I have Cypher Academy at 16. Sure. So what do you have at number 15? That's where I put Fabricant 100. I also don't care. 15 is where I have Icehead Gill. Okay. Which, like, at, what it has over everything below it is cooler fight scenes. Yep. But that's kind of all it's got. 
Yep, it's my number 14, so I would agree with that. Uh, 14's where I put me and Robocow. Okay. Because, like, this is, like, an interesting escalation, and I don't think me and Robocow is actually over, but this is the sort of thing you could do as your final story, Mm -hmm. and I kind of like the genius human girl to be, like, a counterpart to Robocow. I think they balance each other out in a lot of ways. Gotcha. And there's just some decent gorilla humor with him getting thrown and Mm -hmm. falling off. Yep. But they lampshaded a little too much, but... It just, like, part of my problem with that is that it just happens all the time now. It's like, any time they fly, Gorilla falls off, and any time it's, I need to throw something, it's throw Gorilla. And it's like, it, eventually it stops being funny. It just got me this week. That's fair. What do you have at 13? 13 is where I put Kill Blue. Same. It's better than everything below it. Yes, like, that's totally like, true. The the bit where he asks the home girl out, I think, is, like, genuinely yeah. a funny page turn and joke, and it works. With the story they told, unlike the the baby character who I don't want to see around at all. Yes, like that this, is that this, is totally fair. This turn works and it makes sense given what happened in the previous story. Yes, I also I love the bit when the guys like I just want to like study and be normal and kind of fade into the background, and the other guys just like does not compute, and it's like even in like the little subtext of like hates studying, wants to stand out. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like. Uh, 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 <laughs> Like, his brain shuts off when he says that. Like, wait, you want to be invisible? I'm so lost. I do love it. like, oh, yeah, no, I'll just play up that I had an injury then. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Uh, but there, there's a lot more in there. So, like, th- that to me is kind of a turn where everything above this is kind of, I think, fine. Okay. But not, like, great. What do you have at number 12? Uh, 12 is where I put Witch Watch. Okay. I think, like, it's an interesting concept. And, like, I get why the chapter reads this way. But... I felt like it was too long, even though they couldn't have made it shorter and made it work. If yeah, that makes that's any a sense. witch watch problem more than a this chapter yes, problem. Correct. I don't want. I'm not like taking that away from you because I kind of agree. I mm. have it a bit higher, but for a second I was like, "Are we doing like a weird flash?" Is he like, "Oh man, this arc is too serious. Let's do a humor flashback before I caught on to what was going on." Yeah, and like I had that too, and like I said, it. It felt too long, even though it couldn't have been shorter. Yeah. So, like, I that's me being unfair against it, but that's just the feeling I got from it. Because, like, I was like, oh, this is actually, like, kind of an interesting concept. So, I thought that was neat. Just struggled. Uh, 12's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Do you know what's going on in Jujutsu Kaisen, Kevin? Yes. Who's surprisingly. winning? Right now, it's Gojo. So, there, initially, it was Sukina was, like... Ha, uh, as long as I can uh, use my domain expansion, I can defeat you. And Sakuna's like, well, too bad you can't use your domain expansion anymore, idiot. But then he does anyway, so okay. I thought it was neat. What do you have at 11? Uh, 11 is where I put the Ichinose family. It's weird in its own way, and like it, it's sort of interesting, but it's really weird to try and make me care about a character that you introduced last chapter. We're doing allegory stuff now, I feel like. Yeah. I only have it very slightly higher, so. Mm. I get, like, this is making a point about families, which is, it seems like late in the game to do it, and also, like, what it should have been doing all along, so. Mm-hmm. It's very odd in that regard. I have Mission Years of Kura family here, though. Okay. Pretty much feel like I said my bit on it. What mm-hmm. do you have at number 10? That's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. So I didn't have it much higher than you, but I at least understood what was going on. I mean, I vaguely understand what's going People's brains are exploding, Kevin. Yeah. They don't seem to care that much. 
It's like Dragon Ball Z with explosions, but it's brain hemorrhages on these guys. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, it's sort of like the the My Hero uh, thing with, uh, yeah, if you keep doing it, like, sure, I can keep fixing your arm, but if you keep doing it, you're going to cause permanent damage. So it was like, well, yeah, sure, you have the ability to reverse yourself back to a state, but that, like, that doesn't work fully. So you're, you know, you're overtaxing your brain by trying by doing this domain expansion over and over again. So you you're not going to be able to do it again kind of thing. That's kind of how I read that. Uh that's why I got each and say family. Okay. Not, not much more to say on it. What do you have in number 9? 9 is where I put Mission Nozakura. Like I said, I thought it was cute. I liked the the interaction between Neno and Kuichiro and Kuichiro just being like, "Ah, yes, yeah, so you're going to be uh, alone with the family." Well, nobody will buy that shit, so we're coming in. Like, what? No. <laughs> Too bad. I get Witch Watch at 9. Okay. Yeah. What do you have at 8? Mm-hmm. Eight is where I put the elusive samurai. Um, uh, same, actually. It was good. Like I, I liked a lot of bits, but this was this was my pile of I actually really enjoyed like everything up here. So I was like, uh, sure, elusive samurai here. Like I sort of struggled where to put this jumble of. Uh, I actually liked these. Yeah, I suppose I'm also in there, but I didn't like really like almost any of these. I just pretty much liked all of them. Yeah, that's fair. What did you pick for number seven? Seven is where I put do retry. I thought, you know, it was kind of cool. I like the guy roiding up and the the ref being like, you can't do that. And him gouging the guy's eyes out. And then, uh, like, I, I do like that his one friend was being completely reasonable when he's like, shouldn't someone go in and stop the guy now? Like, he just gouged the eyes of the ref out. Shouldn't we, you know, do something? Nah, he's in the ring with a shannon protagonist. He'll sort himself out. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought that was cool. I liked the, like, unconsciously learning how to absorb hits, because that's actually something that you can do, is, like, learn how to take punches through your body better. So it was like, yeah, he just kind of, like, learned how to absorb those hits better, which is how he can take those beatings, is he's not taking the beating. I, I've practiced it a little bit. Uh, we always talk about it. it's like swallowing the opponent's fist with your body to t- try and, like, eat all of the impact and then spread it out through your whole body. It's kind of the the... Same idea of any kind of, like, when you do rolls after falls is to, like, spread out the impact over your whole body rather than, like, you know, oh, if you just land on your legs, you'll probably shatter your knees. Yeah. I got Tenmaku Cinema at seven. Okay. I Like I said, I feel like we're setting up for stuff, but mm-hmm. not much happened here. That's fair. What do you have at number six? That's where I have Tenmaku Cinema, so. Uh, that's where I put Akata Banashi, which I okay. have similar thoughts on, but at least I had that bit that we talked about, about mm-hmm. this quality of stories. Yeah. What do you have at number five? Five is where I put Marshall Master Asami. I also thought this was really cool. I like the brother. Like you said, kind of, he was putting on a bit of a performance, but he is still a dick. He's just not like, I'm not actually that much of a dick kind of thing. And I, I do kind of feel for him with his like grandpa facing old timers. And he was like, yeah, so I was given a black belt five times. But if I wore it, he would get pissed at me saying that I'm not good enough. Yeah, I, I really like that bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, five is where I put on Dead and Luck. Continuing to like the joke, I think I, I'm getting a little worn in the, oh, well, this lurks in manga, though. Mm-hmm. Trope that they keep going back to, but, like, it's still pretty fun. I love Fuko becoming the most popular girl in class because she's secretly 22 slash secretly, you know, over a million years old. Yes. Yeah. So I did like that. I have Sakamoto days at number four. I just, I, I liked a lot of the bits. I liked the Sakamoto's entry, like that whole sequence of Sakamoto's entrance and what was going on before it. And then the whole, uh, re- Rise, whatever that aunt's name is, like 
either the guy has like perfectly adapted her mannerisms to be able to trick them or absorbed her personality. I mean, or she has described disguised herself as him. Yes, or they merged souls or something. Like who knows? Sakamoto days can go freaking anywhere. Uh, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Yep. Forest where I have do retry. Okay. I think this was the first time the shonen stuff in it actually worked for me. Mm-hmm. And like the like you said, the rope a dope strategy is really good. That's real classic shonen if you just get beat up until you win. Yep. It's almost too streamlined in a lot of ways. It's almost like explaining the joke that is shonen manga, but mm-hmm. it doesn't quite cross that line. I just do wonder how much longer it can go without crossing that line. And That's we fair. will see. I haven't done in the luck at three. I just thought it was funny of, you know, like, uh, well, in manga, like, wait, so if you know what the answer is and you're not called, you just don't say anything? And, like, you know, and then at the end with the, I'll get closer to him, and him just, like, coming out of the door with the other guy with a key, like, uh, okay, you want to eat lunch together then? Or she's like, I I just don't, uh, I have a boyfriend, he's dead and he doesn't know me, it's a long story. (laughs) I I have uh, Sakimoto Days at three. Okay. Uh, what do you have at number two? Uh, that's where I put a kind of Banashi. Like I said, I just really liked that that whole interaction with the the reporter and the person who isn't like who was just kind of in the audience to kind of like be a stand-in for the actual audience of man. I don't know how to feel. Like, does one have to be the best? Which is kind of like yes, when you're doing media critique, it does, and th- this is a competition, I mean, so it does. Media critique doesn't even need to That's be correct. The, the best. I mean, it needs to just be, like, comprehensive. But yes, this is a competition, so it does. So yeah, one of one of them does, but I kind of liked her, like, you know, for the first two, it was kind of like, well, I liked his, but I think hers is better. And then when this one came out, she was like, wait a minute, maybe I'm looking at this wrong, and I thought that was neat. I have blue box number two. Uh, real cute but like i said it's not a lot of forward which blue box doesn't really need so much of but mm. that's kind of feels like a theme today that is fair and i have blue box at number one because you know i like i'm liking cute right now so it is a it is a nice bomb to have a couple of chapters in this that were just like oh it's just super cute and i enjoyed it uh, whereas i have martial master awesome because i want to see two brothers beating the shit out of each other obviously <laughs> that's why that's number one <laughs> yes that also does seem like a good wrestling thing with uh <laughs> Brother Nero. <laughs> yes. Get to the dilapidated boat. There there that's all the wrestling jokes for right now. <laughs> what is not wrestling is volleyball, and we read a Haikyuu this week. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back to talk about that after the break. So we read volume 27 of Haikyuu this week. Uh, it pretty much just flew by for me. Yeah. I really, really liked it. It is an unfortunate thing where I'm get like I said, uh, we were super spoiled with Bakuman where there was always a ton to say. Yes. Whereas like Haikyuu is just really good, but it's real fast paced at this point. I really like the bits about Hinata, like reading the ball and being in the right spot. Sort I, of. Be- I, like, I also like that it's still sort of in the right spot. Like. He's in the right spot, like, on the X plane, but not the Y plane. Like, he keeps being too far forward, so he keeps taking it in the chest. But I also like the rest of the team being like, 
that didn't seem like the Hanada dumb luck. I just happened to be there. Like even I think it's Nishinoya at one point was like, no, he moved there on yeah. purpose. He didn't do it quite right, but like he did that on purpose. Yeah, I really liked that, and I was kind of hoping for more of it in this game. Yeah. Um, I assume that we would get more of it in other spots as his development continues, mm-hmm. but I was really hoping that was the crux this would turn on. We're in best of twos, right? They're through this match. I, be- I believe so, because I think it said game over and not ma- and not set over. It did say that at the end. I, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, um, I, I think it. I think they're still in be- best of best of threes at the moment, and I'm I'm going to guess that like either they might go to a top eight that goes to like best of fives or the finals go to best of fives. I don't know how exactly the nationals structure is going to work. Yeah. It just seems very interesting with some of the stuff leading up to him with the guy be telling the other pinch server, like, Hey, go warm up for game three, which you would, whether you were going to have game three or not. Yeah. But that whole thing made me think of like game three was maybe guaranteed. And it's also just weird to have them win a two out at the gate, but we are in the post time skip training arc. Yes. Show off how cool they are so they can struggle later phase. Yes. So it does make sense. It, it does make sense. And also like, even though, yeah, the pitch hitter went off, like he did great. He got him like four or five points. Like that's amazing. Yeah. So, like, I could absolutely see him being like, hey, go warm up for game three. Like, and I also like the idea of the ceiling ball and it like, ah, the pros don't do it a whole lot. Uh, the only reason I didn't like that is that Haikyuu is usually good at avoiding this. And it literally explained the whole thing twice. It had a narrator explain the ceiling serve and what was up with it. And then it had fair. the commentators right after that, using basically the same exact language, explain the ceiling ball and what was up with it. That's fair. Which is really clunky for Haikyuu. Yep. But I did like the, uh, oh yeah, they do it in beach volleyball. I was like, that makes sense. Because again, you've got unlimited space. And, and the sun. Yep. And de- I, I wonder and bet it depends on what side of the court you're on when you use that. I assume there's also side switching, though, in yes. beach volleyball. Also, on set. yep. Also depends on facing as well. Like if the sun is just kind of like up in both of your faces like you know what i mean if it's like off to the side of the court it doesn't matter which side you're on you look up you see sunlight kind of like you see the bright sun or if it's you know high noon it's just directly overhead kind of thing it doesn't matter which side you're on you look up and stare into the sun also i'm sort of interested because they they mentioned it's like it's the precursor to the modern something or other i forget the name of it but it's like it made it sound like there's a more modern version of this that people use like the underhanded ceiling ball was the old school way of doing it, but someone's figured out like a new way of doing some kind of other serve that's sort of similar. Yeah. I really like the way it's set up. But like, yeah, no, you have a great ally out here. And the ally turns out to be how tall the court is because there was a big deal made about that. Yeah. With Kageyama at the start. Oh, man, that, that sequence where everything is divided or that sequence of panels where everything's divided into grids and he's like, I've got it. Yeah. Was and then, awesome. And then like... It, that he sets the ball for Hinata and there's like a bullseye on it. As yeah. As Hinata it's like perfectly it. in line. Uh, yeah. I thought that was so cool. And the crowd reacts like they just saw Goku fight some schleb. <laughs> yes. So yeah, a lot of really good moments. Like I said, that was really cool where he finally got it. And I liked that there was a lot of people, you know, going like, I, I mean, he's a rookie. He's not used to it, but like most of the team was like, Oh, he's just figuring it out. Okay. We can do this. That was neat. I liked his, on his one serve where they were like, ah, crap, you know, what are we going to do now where he served it and then was like there to do the set to set up for the spike as well was really cool. Yeah. I do kind of like that tall glasses guy 
who's been doing the read blocking, like, read incorrectly, but Hanada didn't yeah. a couple of times. I thought that was really neat that... And, like, that Galaris, he's just... Yep. Yeah. He's like, you son of a bitch. And part of me thinks that it wasn't uh, just Hanada read that correctly. It was that Hanada read... Well, he's got that block scheme, so I'm gonna go to where I'm gonna go to where the the, hole is. The worst case scenario is yeah, and I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it's a level of that because he wasn't he wasn't learning how to read attackers. He was learning when he was what a ball boy. He was learning how to just read the court in general. So I think that's a bit of it as well. Like he kind of had the all right. Well, if he's got that thing covered, I'll cover the hole, and then we're good. Yeah. I feel like there was one more thing. Let me look at my notes. I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, I also really like that the guy who was at training camp with Kageyama takes notice of Hinata. Yep. And he's like, oh, man. Like, yep, yep. Oh, man, he's even better than he was. at. Oh, man, who's this, like, shrimp with him who's, like, (laughs) nailing these things at the perfect point of contact and Yoshi fluttering, jumping in (laughs) midair? Yes. I do. I did really like that as well because he had, you know, like he was like, "All right, I I'm misread Kageyama a little bit. That's pretty interesting." But who the hell is that guy? <laughs> like that was really cool. So yeah, I'm excited to see more of this tournament arc. It, it's kind of nice to have this game end very quickly. We get a little bit of insight into the other team, but not too much because they're. I wonder obviously... if the next like first half of the volume is going to be their sad story about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm kind of bracing myself for it, you know. By the time we're reading it, I'll forgot I braced myself for it. But <laughs> yeah, because we got the pinch serve guy, and we already have the guys who are like, "Oh man, the first time we made it to nationals, we got sent home right away, and it sucked. It's not going to happen again." Boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the main characters. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Is there anything else you want to say about Haikyuu, Kevin? Not this week. All right. Going to be a short one this week, but that's fine. Hmm. What are we going to read next week, Kevin? So next week, we're going to read Twin Star Exorcist Volume 2, because I was kind of racking my brain on other stuff that I want to read, and I was like, hey, let's let's read that. You said you're in a cute mood. That, that manga has a couple, right? Yeah. Uh, until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerite. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out our past episodes if you want to see what we thought of Volume 1 of Twin Star Exorcist, as well as my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Is there anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everyone. Stop.